Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com Featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith Not just a profile picture For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com And the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website Is ready to help single Catholics take the next step In sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics Remember, CatholicSingles.com for faith, fellowship, and love. CMF Curo is the country's first Catholic health share ministry to provide an affordable health sharing program rooted in Catholic teaching and community. Learn more at MyCatholicHealthShare.com. CMF Curo. Healthcare fully alive. Good afternoon to you. I'm Al Cresta. St. John Paul II uh, taught over many fields. Uh, He's probably best known, of course, for his theology of the body and for his understanding of the human person. One thing we know is that at the foundational to what he taught was the affirmation that each person is unique and unrepeatable. And uh, that that, in fact, that affirmation is the primary and fundamental way of the church. Uh, And as we've been talking so much about the co-responsibility of the lay faithful, that rests upon an understanding that all of us are created and redeemed uh, and have the capacity, have, have a particular call. We have the universal call to holiness, of course. But even beyond that, there's a call to marriage or religious life or consecrated virginity. And even beyond that, there's a call to exercise the various gifts that we possess by virtue of creation and by virtue of being baptized and confirmed. To apply those gifts to the building up of the body of Christ so that uh, we might attain maturity And that, in fact, when the world looks upon the church, they see the Son of God in operation within our community. There's an outstanding book that's just been published. It comes with strong endorsements from Bishop Robert Barron. In fact, let me read this. For every Christian who is truly serious about sifting through the cultural morass to find the right vocation rather than just just a job, should read this book. Uh, Archbishop Chaput says, beautifully written, compellingly personal, and a treasure to read. I've just been reading it, and I'm excited by it because it uh, is echoing so many of the things we've been saying about the necessity for all the baptized to identify exactly the particular callings and giftedness with which they've been endowed. My guest is Dr. Joshua Miller. He is co-author of Unrepeatable, Cultivating the Unique Calling of Every Person. He is the co-founder of InScape, which for the last 18 years uh, he's been working, uh, applying his expertise in a variety of applications, including coaching, executive search, and talent management. He helped build the Center for Leadership at the Franciscan University of Steubenville, where he currently serves as personal vocation mentor and mentor trainer for faculty and staff. And you can find his work in greater depth at InscapeVocations.com. And Joshua, it's good to have you with me. Thanks. 
Thanks so much, Al, and thank you for that robust introduction. I think it's one of the best ones that I've heard yet, and it was a delight to listen to it, so thank you. Well, thank you. I'm excited about your book and your work because you've actually taken this idea of identifying uh, call and giftedness uh, to a level of intensity and precision that I haven't seen yet, and so I'm very excited about talking with you here. Let's talk about the fact of us being unrepeatable. Uh, the book starts out talking about snowflakes. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it is an amazing thing that um, our Lord in his creativity would bother with making each snowflake uh, unique and unrepeatable. And yet that is a dimension of his beautiful creation that reflects the splendor of God's uh, creativity. Mm-hmm. So if a snowflake has such singular, unrepeatable beauty, how about uh, an individual human person who is meant to image God uh, into this world directly yeah. and be in unity with God and the Blessed Trinity for all eternity by God's intention? Uh, so each person as unique and unrepeatable is really a wonder that we need to pay close attention to and to cultivate so that each person can build God's kingdom, as you said so well, uh, at this time of profound need. Yeah, you know, and it's difficult to always keep this in mind because we're living in a culture which is big emphasis on mass production, uh, right. conformity, even even with all the quote diversity of the internet world. Yet there's a certain um, even your way of communicating, uh, whether you're dealing with Twitter or Facebook, the media that we use shape our message. So we're actually being shaped by the technology technology around us and can often our our distinctiveness can often be lost in our effort to be heard we have to conform uh, our message to the the media we're using and sometimes that can filter out what we distinctly want to say so we're facing a uh, it's you know it used to be when i was a kid growing up we talk about you're just a cog in a machine you know well we don't use that language much anymore but the point is our culture works, it seems to me, works against our robust affirmation that we are unique and unrepeatable. Do you agree? It does. Yeah. No, it does indeed. And for young people who are in a place where they're trying to find identity anyway, and hopefully, of course, their identity in Christ, not only can they feel that they're cogs in a machine, but literally interact with machines as if the machines present their identity. And in some ways, you know, we, we present yeah. our high profiles on digital media, et cetera, right. and in such a way that that, that becomes our identity. So the, the need for correct discernment, grounded in the truth of uh, our moral tradition as Catholics, but also taking seriously their experience in light of that tradition, this is all very, very uh, necessary now, not just for young people, but really for any, any Catholic who's trying to find his or her way in a world of, of a lot of chaos. What is me- meant by the phrase liquid modernity? It's basically the idea, this is an idea that my co-author Luke Burgess draws upon from a, a, a postmodern writer, that um, the structures, um, the stable and predictable structures of, of modernity, um, you know, certain forms of, of government, for example, or certain forms of um, uh, 
you know, rational ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, the law itself um, is all liquid uh, for the postmodern person in many ways, so that, that nothing's stable, nothing changes. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's nothing to stand upon for the postmodern person. So we, so so we could be out of a job, uh, out of a relationship. <laughs> we, right. Our smartphone could break down. I mean, we're we're always living on the edge of uncertainty. Is that and, yeah. and, and so what do we cling to at that point? Uh, right. Yeah. So it's it's so critical in looking at personal vocation that we understand that all of us are called, particularly the baptized, are called to uh, to holiness. We're all called to holiness. Yes. And so that is a level of, of critical certainty. At the same time, uh, you know, those of us who are married can cling to the certainty of that state in life and fidelity to that state in life. But to think about vocation only in a universal form or in terms of states in life is really inadequate. And it's critical for each person, as much as possible, to know and to name his or her own unique uh, vocation, which includes those other forms of vocation. Um, But knowing that call and being sensitive to God's call and knowing how to discern is absolutely necessary for uh, persons today to make their way and to build God's kingdom as they do it. Yeah. You quote the blessed Pope Paul VI here, in God's plan... Every man is born to seek and to seek self-fulfillment. For every human life is called to some task by God. At birth, a human being possesses certain aptitudes and abilities in germinal form, and these qualities are to be cultivated so that they bear fruit. Now, again, this goes back to the Pope Paul VI. So obviously, this is not a novel idea. No. <laughs> you, this chapter you have on our unique motivational design. The Seeds of Personal Vocation is brilliant. And let's talk about that. I I think many listeners aren't confident that they can discover the ways in which they may be particularly called and gifted. They they buy into the universal call to holiness. That's not in dispute. But what is distinct? How do I live that out in a distinctive way? So what do you mean when you say our unique motivational design? So just as each snowflake is is unrepeatable, each person's own fingerprints are also unique and unrepeatable, right? So we grab a book and the FBI can track it down to a particular person. Mm -hmm. Well, God designs our, our souls and our bodies, our whole persons, to be unique reflections of his image. And so what we mean unique and unrepeatable in that sense, but there is a principle grounded all the way back to uh, St. Thomas Aquinas and reaffirmed by positive psychology that we can understand the unique uh, design, and I'm saying unique motivational design, of a person by paying attention to what they're inclined to do naturally. Aquinas is thinking about this at a species level, but the same principle applies at the individual level. So when we pay close attention to those activities, whether they be sort of glorious or mundane, uh, to use that distinction, Mm -hmm. all things are glorious in God. If we pay attention to the action that people are naturally drawn to do and listen to their stories as they share about that action, 
we can gain a beautiful clue into the unique motivational design of a person. Hmm. And this is work I've been doing for over 20 years. Wow. It's, It's amazing to me that a lot of people haven't taken the time to reflect on or share those kinds of stories. And it's absolutely vital for understanding the people that we have in our lives and how to cultivate their own uniqueness, their own gifts, and to draw out those aptitudes that Blessed Paul VI was referring to. Is this confirmed? I mean, does the world of psychology confirm this kind of thing, that we can discern a sense of call and giftedness? by uh, how, how do we do that i mean uh, is, is it the way we tell our our story it, it, you know not all of us are writing memoirs but but most of us i think have some sense of uh story in our lives or some idea absolutely yeah yeah for sure and i think it's so it's so wonderful that that god gives himself to us in the story of salvation uh, in, in the sacred uh, scripture. So God comes to us in story. Yeah. And analogously, we can understand one another and our purposes in, in some ways, in many ways, in deep ways, according to uh, our, our own stories. Um, now, the particular stories which uh, involve achievement can shed light on um, those unique gifts uh, as, as you know, borne out on a, on a day-to-day basis. Other kinds of stories can capture how those gifts are used to uh, meet needs and build up God's kingdom. Josh, hold hold it there. We'll come back on the other side of the break and pick it up uh, from there. And again, discerning our unique motivational design. My guest, Dr. Joshua Miller, co-author of Unrepeatable, Cultivating the Unique Calling of Every Person. We'll have it available, of course, in the online bookstore. Let me just say... We've been talking about being called, gifted. This book is essential to working that area. Deacon Skin and Surgeries is a comprehensive dermatology center on the border of Troy and Rochester Hills, south of M59, and in Dearborn, west of Telegraph. Beacon Skin and Surgeries perform full skin exams and focus on the diagnosis and treatment of all types of skin cancer and precancerous lesions. All are board-certified dermatologists and fellowship-trained surgeons. Call 248-852-1900. Beacon Skin and Surgeries, a beacon for patient care. 248-852-1900. Welcome to our Advanced Dentistry Center family. This is Dr. Metti and our team strives to treat you like family in a loving and compassionate way as we focus on serving you in a Christ-like manner. We do this by emphasizing prevention and general well-being for a lifetime. Our private practice is small, personal, state-of-the-art, and innovative with the goal to educate and motivate our patients in improving their oral health. It is through a partnership with you that you will achieve the goals for your smile. Advanced Dentistry is serious about the level of care we provide with attention to details and an exceptional level of care, skill, and judgment. We are thrilled for the opportunity to serve you. Dr. Matty and the team invite you to visit them at AdvancedDentistryCenter.com or call them at 248-594-9592. That's 248-594-9592. AdvancedDentistryCenter.com. 
This program underwritten in part by the following nonprofit company. Think of Christmas with no gifts, nothing, just another day of grinding poverty. But you can change all that. Making sure Christmas means something for kids in places like Haiti or Guatemala. I want to encourage your family, parish, or school to pack boxes of joy to send hope and love to children in dire need. Just take a gift box and pack it with toys and supplies to send a blessing that says God loves you and so do I. Go to boxofjoy.org to learn more. That's boxofjoy.org. A ministry of Cross Catholic Outreach. Please join Archbishop Vigneron and the Southeast Michigan Business and Professional Community in celebrating the annual Mass for Commerce on Wednesday, October 17th at 8 a.m. in the Sacred Heart Major Seminary Chapel. Following the celebration of the Mass, we gather at breakfast for fellowship as well as networking. This continuation of the breaking of the bread is an opportunity to celebrate our faith and share part of the morning with old colleagues and new acquaintances. For more information, visit our website at massforcommerce.org. That's massforcommerce.org. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. This week on Putting on the Mind of Christ, we're going to talk about the human body as represented in fine art with our historian and author, Professor Liz Lab. And one of the things I'm going to be trying to make you see is how the concept of the body through these works of art, these works of art that will be from far away, from places that some of us have never set foot, how these works of art illustrate a fundamental belief about the human being, its role, its function, what the human body is for. This is Henry Root, your host for Putting on the Mind of Christ. She's a captivating teacher, and if you can spend some time exploring the Vatican Museum's website, we'll be better able to follow her as she guides us on a 4,000-year trip through representations of the human form. Active or static, naturalistic or stylized, this talk traces the radical innovation of the Christian concept of the human body. Listen to Putting on the Mind of Christ this Sunday afternoon at 3, encoring Saturday afternoons at 6 on 990 WDEL, 1440 WMAX, and net on the Internet. With me, Dr. Joshua Miller, author, co-author of Unrepeatable, Cultivating the Unique Calling of Every Person. We were talking about the unique motivational design uh, that everybody has. Everyone has this. And I, you know, I'm the father of five children, and uh, uh, all of my children, I, I, well, obviously there are commonalities. They're very different. And I, I noticed that uh, after my second child was born and lived a few years, I could see differences between him and my firstborn, who was a girl. And I'm still amazed at what I, I, I still don't think I really know uh, all I need to know about my kids. And they run from 17 up to 37 now, so I'm running out of time. But... but, but my, my, Tell us, how do we discern the unique motivational design here? What, the, how do we, the way a person tells his story or what he does naturally, what can we learn from that? So, um, 
I think it's just very important for uh, parents and educators of all kinds to focus in on uh, what our children are doing naturally and then have them share about that. It's, it's a principle that's you know, close to the heart of Maria Montessori, for example, a Catholic educator, is to pay close attention to uh, the natural inclination of the child, of course, mm-hmm. cultivate that and guide it. But we can't know that pattern of motivation if we just look from the outside. So it's very, very critical to have uh, our children, uh, again, share those stories because then those interior energies which St. John Paul II thought was so important for understanding the person, uh, can become clarified, and we can get to know the person at a greater depth. And not only that, when we draw out those stories, Al, it gives our children a deep sense that they are known and appreciated and loved for, for, for who they are, mm-hmm. for the unique and unrepeatable way that they are. Um, and that builds relationship, builds rapport, um, and it helps provide our children with confidence as well that they have a real valuable contribution to offer to others mm-hmm. give the service. Uh, my, my wife, myself, uh, and my two youngest sons watched the uh, the Born series uh, just in the last three weeks. So we just <laughs> the story of Jason Bourne is a story of someone who arrives in the who finds himself without any memory of his past. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, the three episodes or the three serious episodes, uh, the three films have him groping to find out who he is. Uh, in my conversations with people over the years, they often think they don't know what they're called to do, and they're not certain that they have a story. How can we help people reflect on these these um, these features of their life from which they can derive great direction? It's a great question. In over 20 years of work drawing out stories and helping people understand how they're uniquely designed, I've never encountered somebody who doesn't have a story. There's some people who say, that, well, no, I really don't have a story. Right. And then what I often say is, well, don't think about these achievement stories in terms of great contemporary success, you know, a 4.0 grade average or, you know, a gold star. Um, so when we change the parameters and get people to reflect upon things that they're naturally drawn to do, um, you know, what, what they could do on a weekend where they've got some time, um, uh, what they even dream about doing also, which oftentimes is an indication of what they have done. When they start to reflect on those areas of life, it's always the case I have found that uh, the heartbeat of, of story and unique motivational pattern that's revealed in those stories will emerge um, and, and does emerge. The other thing, too, is that we need to have people pay attention to um, how God comes to us in the ordinary things of life, mm. so critical yes. for uh, a catalyzed uh, uh, laity. Um, and oftentimes people aren't thinking about the importance of their lives in that way as well. And it's just so important that we help people to recognize the glory of the small and the mundane. You know, St. Teresa of used little way. And when we get people thinking at that level, story always emerges. Yeah, t- t- can you give me an example here? Yeah, so um, 
I teach a class of high school students. I am, again, this, this semester, and I did last year, uh, called Discerning Personal Vocation. And I have my students uh, draw these stories out. And so uh, my own daughter, Virginia, for example, one of her stories is simply um, coming into a homeschool room. Uh, we're part of a homeschool co-op in Steubenville, uh, noticing a girl who was basically shoved to the periphery uh, by by the reigning clique, mm-hmm, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and simply inviting her in and making her feel welcome. Yeah. And yes. the joy of that girl um, was so significant, but it was such a small act. Yes. And yet that's the story that Virginia shared. And what, what it revealed, it's her desire to meet needs, to be an influence, but also to be uh, distinctive and extraordinary and not fit into and that's a small story, but it reveals a consistent pattern of motivation in her. Mm-hmm. No, that's very good. Uh, and when, how does it, it, I would imagine it helps if those around you can confirm that event as well, right? Yes, Al. Absolutely yeah. it does. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's another thing that I've uh, done in this class that I just shared with you. It's not just an exercise for young people to figure out how God has designed them so they can use that in, in figuring out what their call is now and later. But also I teach them to pay attention to one another, listen with empathy, and um, really be peers who cultivate the callings of their own peers. And that's quite beautiful and necessary. Um, mm-hmm. We build a culture of vocation, which John Paul II called for, yeah. a new culture of vocation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this may be go beyond the, the, the scope of your book, but uh, in Ephesians chapter 4, uh, we learn that uh, Christ is giving gifts, apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists, teachers, yes. in order to equip the saints uh, on earth uh, to do works of service, uh, in order that the body of Christ might be built up and that we would attain maturity. So in that passage, uh, St. Paul is, is saying that part of the pastoral mission of the church, or part of the, even the missionary mandate of the church, is to, in making disciples, it's helping them, equipping them to do works of service. I would think part of that process is helping them discern their unique motivational design so they know Absolutely. how best to contribute to the body. So this is a, yeah, so there's an ecclesial dimension to this. Is, I have to confess, though, I don't see many uh, of our priests tuned into this yet. No, 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 no. And Al, this is um, a critical reason for why Luke and I wrote the book. We very much believe that that one of the principles of St. John Paul II's pastoral vision was, as you said so well in the introduction, that each person is the way of the church. Mm-hmm. And that comes from his first encyclical, uh, Redemptor Hominis, the Redeemer of Man. We also talked in that encyclical in uh, section 21 about how authentic renewal will be renewal insofar as it is based upon each individual person's vocation. So he taught that. He reaffirmed it several times. Mm-hmm. The Pope who gave us uh, World Youth Day, yeah. who gave us a beautiful letter to the youth of the world, 
when he talks about personal vocation. And yet, and yet, we're still dealing with centuries-old clericalism and uh, speech about vocation, which which yep. emphasizes yep. state and life vocation, and particularly the wonderful vocations to priesthood and religious life. Mm-hmm. But we still don't have a critical pastoral emphasis on cultivating each unique person, and it is absolutely vital that we do that. It's it's really a key to renewal yeah. uh, in the church, yeah. and a key for dealing with the crisis that we're now embroiled in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. Uh, you you have uh, your chapter here, mentoring with empathy. Talk to me about that whole process of mentoring, because uh, the older I've gotten, the more important. It seems to me that we uh, take time to help, in my case, those who are younger than me, uh, grasp, what, helping them grasp what God is doing in their life. So t- talk to me about yeah. mentoring with empathy. Yeah, this to me is uh, increasingly important. Um, and I would say this also, Al, um, in our current dialogue about listening and accompaniment, I'm, I'm a bit concerned that we might throw the baby out with the bathwater um, because we hear terms like listening and empathy, and um, uh, because they're often connected with um, a skewed version of the truth, um, that we forget the deep value that they are. And, and, and Pope Francis, Pope Benedict, and Pope John Paul II mm-hmm. all emphasized the critical value of of mentoring, of accompaniment, of coming alongside young people in the right way. And it's very critical that we do that. Um, So, yeah, the book emphasizes um, mentorship where we help each person under our care to understand who they are uniquely and then cultivate the heck out of that and water it, set conditions for its growth. It's very, very vital. particularly for young folks today who are less empathetic by about 40% than the previous generation. Whoa, whoa, so, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, ho, 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 hey. <laughs> That's huge. What, huge. What's happened? That's worse than I would have ever imagined. Yeah, well, that, that comes from a study that uh, Dr. Michelle Borba did. She wrote a book called Unselfie, um, Helping Kids uh, Succeed um, in a Selfish Age, or something like that. It's mm-hmm. paraphrased. But um, her work is well-grounded in studying um, the effect of uh, social media <sighs> on young people today. And when we don't encounter one another in incarnational spaces, Yep real uh, face-to-face, life-on-life, when we don't do that and we just interact with one another through digital means, we we literally lose the capacity to listen with empathy. Um, And so, yeah, there's about a 40% drop in this current generation in in empathy where you can really get inside and understand uh, the perspective of another person. Mm -hmm. And without that, we can't listen to God, we can't listen to ourselves, we can't listen to one another. It's vital. Well, we're always so connected. I, I've, it's, it seems clear to me that there's a lot more noise uh, today than ever. And yes. uh, if, if there's a lot of noise in your life, if you're always connected, if you're always getting your notifications, if you're always uh, you know, texting, uh, if you're always uh, following particular people on Twitter, it's more difficult to hear the voice of God, I would think. Yeah, absolutely, in, and in various ways. So if we don't take time to listen um, in adoration, in prayer, um, 
and we're not habituated to that, then we can't hear God speaking that way. Um, if we don't listen to other people in our lives, then we can't listen to how God speaks to us through other people. Yeah. And if we're so connected in and engaged constantly in distraction, we can't also listen to the authentic desires of our own hearts. Right. And that's also a problem. Josh, we're out of time today, but I'd love to talk with you again. And uh, I haven't finished the book yet, so I'll finish the book. I'll call you again. All right? That sounds great, Al. Thanks so much. I really appreciate you and your work. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, Dr. Joshua Miller, unrepeatable, cultivating unique calling of every person. We'll talk more. Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. The Catholic solution to the health care problem is here. Are you fed up with the current health care system, paying too much for your health care cost? Solidarity HealthShare is a health care sharing ministry which provides an ethical way to fund health care costs while protecting and practicing our Catholic beliefs. Best yet, Solidarity HealthShare's members are exempt from the fines and penalties in the Affordable Care Act. Visit SolidarityHealthShare.org to join like-minded Catholics in sharing medical expenses. Ever thought you'd make a bundle by trading in or selling your used vehicle only to find out it's worth a dinner for two? Well, it's much more valuable to donate your vehicle to Ave Maria Radio. Thousands of Americans donate their vehicle each year. The donation to Ave Maria is easy, tax-deductible, and supports our efforts to evangelize. A year from now, will you remember that dinner or your gracious and selfless donation? Go to AveMariaRadio.net to find out more. That's AveMariaRadio.net. As a part of their 150th anniversary, St. Thomas Catholic School in Ann Arbor is sponsoring the Scythian Concert Wednesday, October 17th at 7.30 at the Ark in Ann Arbor. Scythian is a local favorite with a great mix of rock star charisma and Celtic dervish fitness. This show is for all ages. Tickets on sale at the Michigan Union Ticket Office or through thearc.org. Scythian, Wednesday, October 17th. Go to thearc.org. Cresta in the Afternoon is underwritten in part by Charity Mobile. Communication is critical, and in today's world, your cellular service is your lifeline to family and friends. Ave Maria Radio and Charity Mobile are partners in communicating the most important message of all, the good news of Jesus Christ. Charity Mobile is a provider of cellular LTE phones and service and has been a proud supporter of Ave Maria Radio and other pro-life causes for more than 10 years. More information at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile. Charity begins at phone. Thank you for being with me over the last hour. Let me remind you of the upcoming film, Gosnell, this weekend. The actress in that film talks about her own choice for life and says, have your baby. It will mean everything to you. So check out Gosnell. It's the trial of America's biggest serial killer. Also, don't forget the Call to Holiness Conference that's coming up November 16th and 17th, Crystal Gardens in Southgate, Michigan. We'll have more information on that as we draw closer to the event. Right now, though, uh, be prepared for Catholic Answers Live, which will be coming up as I go off the air on most of these EWCN affiliates. And make sure you're joining us tomorrow for another edition of Krista in the Afternoon. Follow up on all of our conversations by going to AveMariaRadio.net. The books that we mentioned, the films that we refer to the articles. Those are all there. They're up in the slider in the upper left hand of the page, or you can go to the Crested Guest Archives. I'll see you soon. Cresta in the Afternoon is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. 
The executive producer is Nick Tom. To follow up on any of the guests or information presented on today's program, visit the Cresta Guest Archive at AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E-M-A-R-I-A, radio.net. To listen to this or any other edition of Cresta in the Afternoon, visit the audio archives at AveMariaRadio.net. Or to order a CD of the program, call 734-930-4506 or email orders at AveMariaRadio.net. That's 734-930-4506 or orders at AveMariaRadio.net. The doctor is in on Ave Maria Radio. Have you ever had your kids tell you, I don't like you? Well, that may be one good sign that you're a good parent. Because if they liked you all the time, that means you're parenting like they think you should. Dr. Ray Gorandi, weekdays at 1 on Ave Maria Radio. This is Life News Radio. I'm Jim Anderson. U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley will be remembered by pro-life advocates for extricating the U.S. from a U.N. group that was almost entirely about promoting abortion while it ignored the human rights its charter sought to address. Haley is now resigning after the end of the year. The movie Gosnell has Facebook banning its ads and Hollywood actors bullying Dean Cain, who plays a detective in the new movie. This weekend's release could sway public opinion further if enough people see Gosnell, the movie. I will be taking 50 listeners to a showing this weekend near Seattle. Maybe you invite a friend or two also. This is Life News Radio. Hi, Michelle Malkin here. The Gosnell movie opens on October 12th. Dean Kane and the entire cast do a superb job bringing this true story to the big screen. Healthy woman goes into a clinic, comes out dead, and there's no police report? You might be worried that this movie is too scary. It's not. As a mother of two, I promise you, you can bring your teenage children to see it. Bring friends and family, too. We have a unique opportunity to change hearts and minds about abortion. Don't miss out. Kermit Gosnell is perhaps the most prolific serial killer in American history. Gosnell, rated PG-13. In other headlines, with U.S. elections just four weeks away, election rhetoric is heating up and some incumbents are having a hard time justifying. Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com. Woodhill Community Center. Have a hand in the heart of the city. Support their mission with your donations at woodhillcommunitycenter.org. Toyota in Nicholasville Superstore. Online consultants are standing by right now to help you find your next Toyota. Visit toyotaonnicholasville.com. Lexus of Lexington, home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at lexusoflexington.com. <laughs> 